2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason I remind you to fan the flame of the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, being timid, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Now, whenever we think of that passage, um, it is a passage that speaks to us uh, a, number, a number of things. We often look at Timothy as being a very... He was young and um, a timid individual. Talks about that. Uh, don't look at how timid you are and don't allow that to be a hindrance to you. But as you move back in the first verses of it, in verses 5 and 6, Paul is, Paul is reminding Timothy of his sincere faith that lived first of all in his grandmother and then his mother and and also, in, it was, as it were, imparted to him by the laying on of hands. So what, what Paul is saying to Timothy is, look at your life and you see that it has been a progression of blessing and of spirituality that has come to you down through the generations. Through, you know, your, you know, through your grandmother, your mother, and now even through my own apostolic, Paul's apostolic mission of, of laying on of hands. Now... The, the idea is that in our own lives, we are all, we all have faith, you know, from, from my perspective, my grandmother was a, was a, uh, a Pentecostal preacher, you know, she was a lay speaker, she wasn't ordained or anything and she didn't hold a church, but she would go around and hold services in different churches and, and you know, so she was a, a godly woman and my mother, of course, and my father, were godly individuals and you know they went to church and very much involved in the church and very much lived a godly example and then so I have I have all of this as it were for my own life a rich heritage of my faith that has been that has been uh, part of who I am and as we look at our lives we are more than what we appear to be we are there are, there are things that have transpired in our lives that have brought us to this point spiritually now, we know we can trace it back physically. We can trace it back uh, lineage. We were at a, uh, 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 what was the name, Bojo's Pizza Place. <laughs> Talk about a pizza house. Uh, we'll, we'll have to show you the, the pizzas that came out of that house. It was on the Travel Channel, and they, they, were, they sell it by the pound. So if you eat their 14-pound pizza, they'll give you, it costs 75 bucks, but they'll give you 100 bucks to eat their 75-pound pizza, I mean their 15-pound pizza. Believe me, you can't. But anyhow, um, while we were there, the waitress, she, you know, I signed my name on the credit card thing, and she says, oh, I'm a McGee also. We came from Ireland. And, you know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> you know, here's someone in uh, Rocky Mountains uh, outside of Denver, who is, has a, shares the same last name as I do and uh, came from Ireland. And you know, it's like, whoa, we could, maybe we traced our lineage. We might even be related somewhere along the line. So we can trace our physical lineage, but what about our spiritual lineage? 
And what about how that spiritual lineage that we have, how important it is to our own personal well-being where we are at? Now, there's this, this, this was written by Henry N-O-U-W-N, Newen, Henry Newen. And it says, the strategies of the principalities and powers is to disconnect us, okay? Now, what he's referring to here is there's a scripture that says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, meaning against the, the rulers of darkness, okay? So the strategies of the principalities and powers is to disconnect us, to cut us off from the memory of God. Now, principalities and powers can't cut God's memory off of us, can cut us off of remembering God, okay? So get that in place, that there is, there is a strategy that, that is about the evil in this world, the principalities and powers of this world, is at work to cut us off from remembering God. It is not hard to see how many of our busy actions and restless concerns seem to disconnect us, reminding us of nothing more than the disorder of our own orientation and of our own commitment. When we no longer walk in the presence of the Lord, when we no longer walk in the presence of the Lord, we cannot be living reminders of his divine presence in our lives. And this is the, the focus of where, where I want to, to look at this morning, in that, that how much of our life is living in a disconnect from our memory of God and of our relationship with God, that, that we no longer see ourselves as living reminders of the divine presence. We do not see ourselves as living reminders of the divine presence. Let me go on. We then quickly become strangers in an alien land who have forgotten where we come from and where we are going. Then we no longer, um, then we are no longer the way to the experience of God. You know, when I read this, and it's like, you know, thinking about it and meditating on it and going over it, it's like, whoa, wait a minute here. If we no longer walk in the presence of the Lord, and we no longer become the way for people to experience God, but rather we kind of end up in the way of people experiencing God, then instead of walking in God's presence, we start walking in a vicious cycle a vicious cycle of our own understanding and of our own doing. And he goes on, it's just another two sentences. In recent years, I have become more and more aware of my own tendency to think that the value of my presence depends upon what I say or do. That I begin to see my value that focuses around what I say and what I do, not going back up to those previous things about that I no longer walk in the presence of the Lord and I no longer uh, the way to experience God, I now see myself as what I am doing and what I am saying. And yet, it is becoming clear to me that every day that this preoccupation with performing 
in fact, prevents me from letting God speak through me in any way that he wants, and so keeps me from making connections prior to any special word or deed. That somehow I am looking at my life and that it is my words and my deeds that somehow is initiating who I am. And what, when Paul is telling Timothy here is that you have a spiritual lineage that is part of your life and you cannot, you cannot allow your timidness and your youth to get in the way of representing the presence of God. And that whenever we are going about our life, it, we so focus on what we do and what we say that we think that this becomes who we are. But it is only part of who we are. Who we are as Christians is that we are the presence of God. We are the presence of God walking into people's lives. And when we lose our focus that we are about doing something, we lose the focus of being the presence of God in people's lives. And how much people need the presence of God. Now, there are some people who just build up barriers immediately. I remember... Uh, forgive me, I, I know I've told this story before, but I'm older and I'm getting senile, so you have to, I'm not getting older and senile, but I have to tell the same stories because, you know, it's just one of those things. When we were in Bible college, uh, we used to go down to uh, Providence, and, and you know, we, we were in school in Providence, Rhode Island, and we would go down on Saturday nights and walk the streets. <laughs> and meet people and talk to them about, about God. And whenever we would, we would park our car, hopefully in a safe place, and we would walk down the same street to the kind of like the, the, the kind of complex, you know, outdoor market, outdoor uh, uh, shops and stores and things in, in Providence, and we would walk the same street. And every time we would park the car, walk down the street, there was this palm reader who's little storefront was there, and she would always beckon us in, you know, come on in, come on in. And so we would never go in, of course, except one night we walked by, and one guy said, let's go in. And we said, all right, what are we going to do when we go in there? We said, don't worry about it, we'll go in. So we walked in, she stuck out her hand to reach for ours, and the guy took a Bible put it in her hand. She says, let me tell you your future. He put a Bible in her hand and says, let me tell you your future. She screamed. She literally screamed and said, get out of here. Get out of here. We don't want your spirit here. <laughs> we don't want your spirit here. And what it represented it, you see, whenever we, we represented God and she was representing something else, principalities and powers of darkness, because she wanted nothing to do with Jesus Christ and nothing to do with this Bible. In fact, she ran around her, that little storefront, opening the door, trying to push us out, and then ran in the back room, and her mother came out, or an older woman came out and said, please go, please go, you're ruining our spirit. 
tried to push us out the door. You see, you represent, the, you represent God. And you represent something greater. You don't, it's more than what you say, and it's more than what we do. And it's important that, you know, as we look at our life, we all have work. <laughs> we all have things that we do. We all have things that we sit down and we, you know, talk about and, you know, that we think are us. But as Christians, we are more than that. You are the presence of God. Not because of you, but because of Christ who dwells in you. Christ who dwells in us. And we are, we are and it's more than, <laughs> it's, it's more than, uh, I was going to have somebody come and, stand, but you, you get the story, drag them along. You know, I'm dragging God along as a backup. I'm going through my life and I'm doing my thing and God, I'm, you know, he's my backup in case I need him. <laughs> no, the Bible says that God goes before us. He's beside us. He's above us. He's beneath us. He's behind us. He's in us. That God is, this all is God. And so as we represent it, it isn't, I, you know, we're not being so... Glorious is saying, hey, look at me, I'm God. No. That the Spirit of God is with us. And that we are more than what we say and more than what we do. And we are, we are representing His presence. And when we walk in anywhere, we are walking with God and God goes before us. And we get disconnected sometimes from God and from His Word because we, it, somehow God is about serving us rather than us serving Him. That God will provide for us and God will do this for us and somehow He is serving us. And do you know what? Whenever the disciples... When the disciples... They had a... They had a they had a, there's that light, flashlight again. But anyhow, anybody want a broken light? Uh, yeah. The disciples, they came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, can we sit on your right hand and on your left? You know, you're going to soon come into your kingdom and we want to sit on your right hand and on your left. And Jesus says to them, you don't know what you're asking. And they go, oh yeah, we do. We know what we're asking. We like that power stuff. And, and, they, and, they, and Jesus said to them, can you drink the cup that I drink? And can you do, you know, can you go through the, <coughs> the life and the suffering that I'm, that I'm going to go through? And, oh yeah, we can do that. What happened there? The disciples, and, you know, and Jesus explained to them, as you read through that, I can look up the passage here in a moment, I forget, I forget the exact passage, but Jesus said to them, you know what it is like for rulers to be in charge and how that they lorded over people. They had a misconception of what being a leader was all about. They thought that leadership in the kingdom of God was going to be like the leadership that was there in the Roman government. They thought that the Roman government, 
you know, how the, the rulers, they, they, was, they were serving themselves. <laughs> they, were, they were rulers over people and they served themselves by their, by their being in, in leadership. So the disciples were assuming that if they were going to be leaders in the kingdom of God, that they could get people to serve them. And Jesus says to them, you don't know what you're asking because you really don't understand what it means to sit on my right hand and on my left. And I was thinking about that and, 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 and wondering how much of our self-awareness, which is a good thing, you know, what are our skills and what are our abilities and what we do and what we don't do, what we say, where we go, you know, taking my test that Rhonda helps me with in college and, <laughs> you know, taking, you know, we look at all those things. But our life is more than those things. Our life is the presence of God. And if we don't walk in the presence of God, we're nothing but clanging cymbals and sounding brass. You know, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patience and kindness and gentleness and meekness. Love is this relational experience that we have with God that goes about bringing God into people's lives long before we say and before we do anything. Long before we say or do something, we bring God in. <laughs> and so Jesus was telling the disciples, you don't know what you're asking. They had a wrong concept of, of uh, what it was to be an authority, what it was to have a positional leader, have a, a leadership position. They were, they were caught up in seeing what the, the, the Romans did and what the, the Jewish people did, and, you know, the high priests and them, and they were looking at those individuals and saying, I can be that kind of a leader. And Jesus is saying, it's not that kind of leader that I'm looking for. I'm not coming to build their kingdom. I've come to build my kingdom. And this is where we are at, that we are building the kingdom of God by the presence of God, and that we are bringing, as it were, walking with God and in the presence of God, we're not bringing God as it as were, dragging him behind us, that, that God is in us and God is there with us and he is, he is overseeing our thoughts and, and that we're doing that which is pleasing in his sight. And when we are doing that, then we are about saying and doing, becoming the self-awareness, the awareness of God in us, these, this is the place where the place where we find God and us together in an inseparable union that we go together with him to do our daily tasks. We go together with God to do and to live our life. And that wherever I am, God is there. And wherever I find myself and whatever I'm thinking and whenever I'm, I'm doing this, I am allowing God to inspire me. I'm allowing God thoughts, his thoughts to become my thoughts and his ways to become my ways. I am allowing him to inspire me rather than me trying to inspire myself. 
I'm allowing God to make a way for me rather than me make a way for me. Because if God is not going with me, I don't want to go. If God is not with me, I don't want to go. Because I don't want to go alone. I want God to be there with me in His way, in His will, to become my way and my will. It is the presence of God that goes before us. You know, one of the most scary scriptures is one that says, you know, when Jesus, they come before Jesus and they say to him, and Jesus says to them, I don't know you, and, and you know, depart from me, I never knew you. And they say, Jesus, sure you know us. We've been, we've been preaching, and we've been casting out devils, and we've been doing all this stuff for you. You know, you know us. And Jesus said, no, I don't know you. And there again, it was one of those kind of like misconceptions they were doing things for God rather than God doing things through them. <laughs> and sometimes in our life, we're busy doing things for God to make God happy and to please Him and to somehow make God happy with us. And we don't have to do things for Him. He wants us to do things with him. And that what these people did, they did for themselves, declaring it was God. And we want to do things with God that will change them for an eternity. We want to, we want to, we want to be the presence of God that will change people's lives for an eternity. Not impress them for a moment. We want to change lives for an eternity. And how do we change lives for an eternity? We change them for an eternity by recognizing God is with me and I am with him. And we are in this inseparable union that wherever I am, God is there. And whatever I am doing, I am, I am asking his will and his purpose to be accomplished in me. And that whenever I am doing his will and his purpose, it isn't about what I do and what I say. It is about God being there first. <laughs> when I walk in, when I am here, when I am singing, when I am doing this and that, I am honoring and bringing honor and glory to God. Because I am with Him. He is with me. And we are together in this. Now and forever. Amen? Shall we stand? <laughs> You know, uh, Luke, 
was standing at the altar. And he turned back and tells his dad, I have a better view up here. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking that, you know, as that little one, he felt comfortable here. You know, he felt comfortable here. And we should feel so comfortable, separated from the rest and close to God. We should feel that, we should feel so comfortable close to God. <laughs> That's what we need. We need to feel comfortable close to God. And when we feel that comfort, we feel that closeness, then we know everything's okay. Because it's not that I said or did. It's that God is here with me. I don't have to worry about what I'm saying or what I'm doing. I have to think about God. Think about that closeness. That separation that I look around and I'm the only one here. <laughs> he felt comfortable there because he had a good view of Brad. <laughs> He's turning around. I kind of like this, Dad, you know? I kind of like this. Do we like that separation from the world, from that which is life, and that closeness that we feel to God? Feeling comfortable there. Then everything.